sights to show you. Welcome to the 51st episode of Sirens of Scream, the geek podcast that proves sometimes dead is better. I'm Sierra Hauk, and I'm here with Melissa and Jackie, my favorite friends. Hello. Hi. How you guys doing? Good. How about you? I'm I'm a little disheveled, but I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a very energetic walk with the dog tonight? She knew that she was going to get dinner at the end of it, so she pulled me as hard as she could. And I had to like stop her a bunch of times until she would just walk like a normal, normal dog. <laughs> Big dummy. Silly pups. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know that it's the anniversary of Cujo? And I saw that earlier today and now I forget how many years it's been. No, I did not no. see that. I want to say it's like 50 years. 1983. 1983. That's not 50 years. That's not. <laughs> 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 well, it's like 1981 yeah. <laughs> is the novel. Damn, they were just churning stuff out. For real. 1983 to go is the, the movie. novel to the movie in two years. That's crazy. Well, the first time I saw Cujo, my brother and I watched it together, and our mom was like really trying to build it up, like how scary it was. And she's like, you're never going to want to be around the dogs again, and you'll you'll never sleep again. It's like Aww. the scariest thing. And I think we were around like, my brother's like two and a half years older than I am, and we were around like eight and ten, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And we were both watching it like, it's just a dog. Like, it why is don't, just a it's, dog. It's just a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they just throw a piece of meat and run? Like, what's the problem here? Yeah, yeah. I always felt like giving a St. Bernard wasn't the most impactful. Just because it's a big dog, but they're not, like, scary looking. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, like, the snuggliest looking dog you can possibly find. Like, they could have used a Rottweiler, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a and pit bull, because they already have a better reputation. <laughs> and especially, yeah. like, in the 80s, it seems like every family movie happened to have like a big snuggly family dog and half of them were St. Bernard's, you know? Mm-hmm. So. It's, uh, Beethoven, right? Yeah, yeah, Beethoven yeah. was around, yeah. <laughs> Dad Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Honey, I Shrunk the Kids had a St. Bernard, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this is a little off topic, but it's about a dog. But a client <laughs> asked me the other day in the salon if I know anybody who has a um, spotty dog. Dalmatian? A Dalmatian. And I said, mm-hmm. no, I don't know anybody who has one. And she said, have you seen one lately? I was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> and, That's bizarre. And they were just talking huh. about the fact that neither her or her boyfriend had seen a Dalmatian in a very long time. Oh, That's, like it's just not a popular dog anymore? I don't know, I guess. Or Corella Corella Deville lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot of your conspiracy theories all this. Uh, yeah, like I mean I I can't say that I have seen one in a very long time. I don't know where they all are. They're all living mm-hmm. at fire stations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was very off topic, sorry. <laughs> but That's what we do here. <laughs> So you guys, it's Halloween season. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. It's once I the agree. Halloween stuff comes into the craft stores, it's Halloween season. Mm-hmm. We watched The Shining last night, nice. and I was like, "Ooh, we could just start watching horror movies every night." I mean, <laughs> until <yeah>. October, <laughs> <laughs> because it's like I got to get ready for our 31 Days of Horror episode. Yeah, absolutely. So that's just gonna extend it into at least September. 
Might as but well so, do a jumpstart on it now. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I this was actually like right at the end of July. I told Drew, I'm like, so when can we start decorating for Halloween? And he's like, <laughs> the negotiations have begun. <laughs> well, he says. He says, I don't know, October, and let me tell you guys, that was like a pearl-clutching moment there. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, are you kidding me? Who did I marry here? I'm going <laughs> to have you take down the Halloween decorations next week. Like, this is, what are you even talking about, October? What it's fucking house are we? Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not what we agreed to in our vows. It is now Halloween season. <laughs> <laughs> so now our den is just completely full of Halloween decorations yes, and we're slowly playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to think about Halloween when I'm still sweating. Yeah, it's yeah. It is balls hot here. So we had a couple today. of days of rain this week, so I'm starting to feel like it's fall. I know it's not true in my head, but in my heart, it is fall. <laughs> I keep getting that fall mentality and like I keep like wanting to have those autumn feels you know Uh but like today our air conditioner decided just not to come on so it's been like 90 Uh -uh. degrees in the office today and i'm cool and i'm just mad (laughs) it really puts a damper on my daydreams Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is a pretty loosey-goosey episode (laughs) in case folks haven't figured that one out let's catch up on the stuff we've been watching because we've all been watching castle rock and i'm ready to talk about it I haven't, but I want to you hear about it. it. Oh, no, I, I just Whoops. haven't gotten there, but it's it's on my list. Oh, but boy. please tell me about it. Well, I guess I don't I... have to worry about Sierra spoiling it for me then, because I'm only four episodes in. I'm <laughs> not worried about spoilers. Tell me. It's very... I think they've hit the atmosphere of Stephen King books very well. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like, ooh, this is a main town, and it could be any story he's ever told could have been placed here. And, like, everybody's creepy and weird, and there's weird woods and a weird lake. My theory is that it's going to be aliens in the end, but we'll see. I feel like they keep laying down little little teasers that it's going to be aliens. I mean, yeah. I will say, on you know, on episode, we just wrapped up episode four last night, and we, like, Ryan and I just looked at each other and we're like, what the fuck did we just see? I don't, like, we're still, <laughs> yeah. we're still pretty lost about what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I feel like so far, like, there's some kind of mind control thing going on, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Skarsgård? Yeah. And I also think this is so far one of the easiest roles Bill Skarsgård's ever had to play. Yeah, he just stands there and looks <laughs> scared and creepy. He and just kind of makes faces at people. Angry. Yeah. <laughs> I think he said, like, maybe five words since the show began. <laughs> Easy money. <laughs> And I think the show is probably packed full of, like, Easter eggs everywhere, but I'm pretty bad at spotting those kind of things, because I just don't remember Mm -hmm. movie references that well. But I feel like I'm seeing things all over the place that are references. I know there was a reference to a dog attack already. They Mm -hmm. mentioned a dog attack that happened, and I think I didn't read Castle Rock. Did you guys read it? No. No. Because I think that's kind of what that novel is sort of about is like where the, the novel itself like references all kinds of different stories that he's written of things happening around Maine. Is it a book? I thought it was. Stephen King's stories. I know it's a town for sure that comes up. I don't know if there's an actual story called Hell. No. Have you guys seen Haven? No. I don't think I know what Haven is. 
Haven is, uh, well, it was kind of, uh, it will, it, it was Stephen King based. It should have been what Castle Rock is. Oh. Uh, and it started <laughs> out, <laughs> it started out pretty cool and it started out as a mystery and, um, it looked like it had a lot of potential, but then it re- it went very boring, <laughs> very fast. And I stopped watching it after the first season, so. Mm, that's too bad. Yeah. I have a Wikipedia page pulled up, and the stories that are set in Castle Rock are The Dead Zone, Cujo, The Body, which is, what's it called, with uh, baby Will Wheaton, and they all go and find the dead body. Will Wheaton? Stand by me. There we go. Oh. Wow. Brain's not working. Right now. <laughs> like, that's a um, story? Baby Will Wheaton? <laughs> <laughs> Solid description. Um, a couple of short stories from Skeleton Crew, The Dark Half, Needful Things. Just a lot of short stories, it looks like. And then it's referenced in, like, It and Dreamcatcher, the ones that are set in Dairy, referenced in Pet Cemetery. So it is just a, like a combination of various Stephen King stories. Yeah, I think so. And all of these little like short story ones, like Uncle Otto's Truck and Mrs. Todd's Shortcut, and it grows on you. I have no idea what those are. Maybe they are literally the story that is in this TV show. Hmm. That's pretty cool. But it, it definitely feels similar to the Green Mile and Shawshank and like that kind of prison feel. Absolutely, in these first few episodes, at least. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I prefer to just watch one episode in a night, just because I think they are tense enough that, like, I don't want to. Yeah, they're they're tense and they're dense. They're very tense, yeah. And there's a lot of information in each one, and it does it. Yeah, it it sort of it ha- it is like somebody kind of said, like, well, how do we make a show that sort of envelopes everything that Stephen King does and all mm-hmm. of his vibes, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there's some really good, there's some really talented actors in here. I'm just like, I feel like so far we haven't seen like a huge amount of performance from some of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I think Bill Skarsgård is really um, talented. He's going to like go off the deep end at some point. Yeah. But there's like, I mean, Sissy, Sissy Spacek is in this. Melanie Linsky, who I've seen in a lot of great shows. Uh, Jane Levy. There's all kinds of really good actors in this. It just kind of feels a little bit like... You know, it feels a little bit like their roles are a little limited at the moment, mm-hmm. which is, you know, sometimes I don't know. I feel like sometimes that's kind of what happens in Stephen King TV yeah, shows, but- right? They kind of like it's a great premise, but it like it always feels a little bit like stifled somehow. Yeah. Um, uh, Haven, by the way, is based on uh, the Colorado Kid. Oh, another one I don't know. It's crazy that I think I know Stephen King and then it's like, oh, there's all of these things that I have never heard of. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he just doesn't ever take a day off. So. I know. There's <laughs> no, like, no editing. It just all flows, flows out and gets printed. Yeah. <laughs> now he's super busy on Twitter all the time. Yeah, yeah that's right. Shutting down the uh, all the Nazis and telling people to stop being dicks. Well, I thought for sure, Jackie, that you would have seen this by now. Uh, no, no. But you have been catching I've... up on stuff, so I can't, I can't harp on you too hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a busy few weeks over here. Yeah, yeah, but you got time to see Quiet Place. Yes, and I have problems with it. 
It was oh, good. No. But I have, go, I've got go problems here. Okay, so I yell at TV screens <laughs> a lot. And this movie made me yell so much. And it made me never want kids even more. <laughs> like, half of the problems that happen in this movie are because the kids are around. Mm-hmm. And the kids are doing stupid things. And that drives me crazy. And... I mean, the monsters are cool. Melissa, you mentioned when we talked about this before yeah. that you thought I would I would appreciate the design of the monsters, and you were damn sure right. They are awesome. Once they got in close, I was really impressed with how, how cool they were. Yeah. And I really loved how tense the entire movie was. Like, it was very much an on-the-edge-of-your-seat kind of movie. Like, for like 80% of it, it was very solidly tense throughout the entire thing but it really pisses me right off that there was a very clear solution to the monster problem fairly early on in the plot but they were just too fucking stupid to figure it out and i'm so mad about it even now just talking about it and i've watched it like three weeks ago with the the girl and her um her cochlear implant the Mm -hmm. earpiece there and i mean they didn't even need to kill the fucking monsters over it if they had just all worn cochlear implants, or, I mean, not actually implanted, but just worn outside pieces. They could have walked around with monster deterrence their entire lives and never been bothered by monsters ever again, and Jim never needed to fucking die, and I'm still just pissed about it. <laughs> but how would they have known that without, like, getting up close enough to them for the for the like the feedback thing to happen because the little girl it didn't happen to her until the monster was like right right on top of her right okay so that's that's exactly it like when the monster was right on top of her it was fairly obvious like it happened in a very obvious way that that was going on like Mm -hmm. i feel like she showed enough intelligence in the rest of the movie that she should have pieced that together the first time and even if not, the second time when they were going through the granary and then running toward the car and all that other nonsense, it happened in a like painfully obvious way <laughs> right before the dad sacrificed himself for them that she should have been able to say, hey, dad, no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Because <laughs> like, we can help with this. Like, don't do that. <laughs> but no, she didn't because they're fucking stupid and I'm still mad. By the way, I'm still mad, <laughs> but I will say the mother giving birth. In, oh my god! In this situation, oh, oh wow! So Ovaries of steel over there. Holy shit! Yeah, what a badass! <laughs> oh my god! And she stepped on a nail. Like that was the part of like I would not be able to step on a nail like that and not scream. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, that was the other thing that really angered me because they still by the end of that movie still hadn't fixed the fucking nail. Well, what's she gonna do? Bang on it with a hammer with an alien in the house? They could just claw it out from the bottom. (laughs) That's all they needed to do was claw it out. Somebody else is gonna step on the freaking nail. (laughs) Oh my god, don't watch movies with me. I kept thinking all the way through, like, how is she... There's no way she's gonna get that baby outside of her and not make noise. Like, that baby's gonna make sound as soon as it comes out. And I, I was like completely, I was, they did not plan this. They can't have a baby. Like, they need to just get rid of that baby. Like, that's not going to mm-hmm. work. So when they finally reveal their solution to that, I was like, oh, okay. I guess it's, that's a good idea. Well, I don't know where they found a baby gas mask or a little oxygen mask to put on. but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's a little <laughs> bit macabre, but hey, it's a post-apocalyptic world. You gotta roll with it. Yeah, I mean, that whole scene of the, you know, like down in the little secret room when it floods out. And that yeah. once the, how did she not notice that? I was like, once the alien went into the water, it was like, oh fuck no, forget it. <laughs> like, oh I want to shut this off that right now. <laughs> Those things can't was... swim. Come on. <laughs> Have you guys played Amnesia? No, no. I've watched some let's plays, but <laughs> oh my god, there's a a part in Amnesia where you have to jump like you're in a flooded area, <gasps> and <No. laughs> it's very very dark, and there's just a couple of candles lit, and there's something in the water. Oh no! Mm-hmm. This entire flooded hallway, and you have to jump from debris to debris, and if you hit the water or make a sound, that monster is fucking coming for you. And it's coming for you hard. And that's one of the few times I have yelped from playing a video game. (laughs) And that scene was just like that. (laughs) That section in Amnesia. It was pretty great. I haven't gone back to finish Inside yet because of the thing in the water that scares me too much. (laughs) <laughs> and I've like watched videos. I've watched walkthroughs to figure out like how to beat it, and I still can't bring myself to open it back up and do it. You've mm-hmm. got a problem with monsters in water, don't I you? I have a serious problem with anything in water, really. <laughs> 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 I'm a good swimmer, but like I don't. I both don't want to go into water where I can't see what's in there, and I also don't want to see the scary things that are in there. So that's fair. It's a problem. <laughs> 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 but yeah, there's a. Did you play inside? No, not yet. Oh, that's it's a really good game. I think it's made from the same people that did Limbo. And it's got a very kind of like minimalistic style like that. But there's a point at which you're in the water and you have this like little submarine thing that you can drive around. And there's this, I don't, it looks like a little girl with like long flowy hair. And she's swimming in the water around you. And you kind of like, and it's dark, like the water is dark. So you come across her with like a flashlight. And I, the first time I swam up on her on my little submarine, I'm like, all right, it's cool. I'm in my little submarine. No, she goes into the submarine and like tears me to pieces on the inside of it. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) And I just, and it's this creepy thing where like every time you, when, if you face her, then she just floats in front of you with her hair flowing around. And if you try to, turn and go backwards or if you try to go past her like you can't turn your back on her because then she launches at you so like the ghosts in super mario yeah or like you know the the bleeding angels you know or the uh, the uh weeping, weeping angels, angels yeah. yeah but it's that kind of thing so it's like i could not figure out how to get around her because every time i tried to move anywhere she would just like go into my submarine and, and just tear you up on the inside <laughs> oh, it's very fast Rude, and violent so it goes from like this like flowy soft i'm just a creepy girl in the water to they're like blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and i got so scared and i couldn't go back in and I, now i know how to beat her but like i still can't open it back up and go back in <laughs> really scary <laughs> <laughs> So overall, did you, like, would you say that it, you like it? Like, how did you feel about the movie overall? I did enjoy it. The overall feel of the movie and the production value and the story and everything I thought was great. The atmosphere that they presented, it matters more to me than those those details that mm-hmm. keep me awake at night still. But it will, if I, if I watch it again, I'll, I will probably eventually watch it again, but it will drive me crazy that... There were just so many easy solutions to the problems that they were in. It felt like plot holes. <laughs> like I would, I would recommend this movie to other people, but I, I probably would try to prevent myself from watching it again if that makes sense. Huh. 
Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially now that you know what the answer to it is, then you're probably going to notice even more little hints earlier on for moments that could have been avoided. I do love the way that they, um, the way that they really kept everything super simple, though. Like they didn't, they didn't waste any time explaining Uh things. They just like launch you into this world and they let you figure it out and you, and everything's like laid out. Everything's laid out in in a nice way that you can clearly figure out what's going on and you don't need all of that. You know, there's no like wasted time on exposition conversations and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The exposition is all in the background there. And And it's it's like the dad trying to figure out what to do about it and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very well thought out. Mm-hmm. Melissa, how did you feel with that very early on scene of that child getting attacked, though? Uh, that was rough. Yeah, I immediately thought of you. I'm like, that... I mean, I knew the minute I saw that kid that that wasn't going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Playing with a noisy toy. Yeah, I mean, I can't keep one kid in my house yeah. quiet for like five minutes, you know, at that age. <laughs> like, no, kids that age just don't stay quiet. I mean, and they don't understand the impact of things like that, so... I knew that mm-hmm. the minute I saw that kid that something terrible was coming. I just didn't expect it so early. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. And it was like every time that kid came up and the mom mentioned it, like my heart just like swelled a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It was difficult. Yeah, they really don't, they don't sugarcoat it at all. They they jump right into it there. Yeah. Yeah. And you could really feel the, really the deep regret and the blame that the the daughter was putting on herself yeah the guilt of that poor girl Mm -hmm. it's so unfair i think probably the most heartbreaking moment of the film wasn't even about that the boy dying but it was about the you know the moment that the father Mm -hmm. the moment of the father leaving and him telling his daughter that he's always loved her and i was like yeah Yeah, that was rough i just that was hard oh i just lost it (laughs) Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, I'm going to lighten this back up a bit because <laughs> we're, well, we're like, we're getting into sad territory here, guys. We got we to gotta keep it a little light. Mm-mm. And I watched a ridiculously cheesy movie last night and I can't not talk about it. What was it? Have you, have you guys seen the Ouija or- Origins of Evil movie? Yes. I saw that one in the theater. <laughs> that sounds so familiar. I have to look it up. <laughs> It's that's so the one bad. that's the one where it's like the they do palm readings and stuff right and then it's like the family it's like the family business yeah yeah it's yeah. like the, the mother and the two <laughs> girls and yeah of and like, like picking people and they think that they're above all of this spooky stuff and then they yeah and then they get boards. like haunted or whatever and then it Dum-dums. turns <laughs> it turns dark yeah it's, it's like a in the beginning, it almost seemed like they could have had a good premise going on there. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know how I love that figure in the background, kind of spookiness, yes. little tiny jump scares here and there? I love that kind of shit. They pulled it off a little bit, a, a little bit in the beginning. And then, oh my god, they had such bad effects, and they mm-hmm. leaned into it. Holy shit, they did not shy away from it at all. Like, that little girl's mouth just, like, stretching the size of, like, Omaha over there. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, jeez. I did not that see was... this, but there's a Ouija, too. 
that apparently that is the second one. Oh. Oh, they're really? Yeah, I just I found they're that related? out afterwards. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, my um our house server like it shows um reviews from people like from Rotten Tomatoes and stuff and somebody mm-hmm. said this was a this was a rare sequel that is even better than the original. I'm like, I don't oh. know what that guy's smoking, but uh, what yeah. is this? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> what is even the Those original? Are bold claims. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. One thing I have to say about it though is that, that moment when the we're going to call it a presence, I guess. It's like a demon or a ghost or some shit. They don't really specify, I guess. But whatever it is, when it rips off the blanket off of one of the girls. Oh, yeah, that's why, never okay. Why do why do horror movies these days keep doing that? That's not allowed. That's, that's yeah. against the rules. Everybody knows if you're under your blanket, feet and everything, you're, you're safe. safe. Yep. Does that happen a lot? The only time I remember seeing that is in The Grudge. And the Conjuring's, both of the Conjuring movies, mm-hmm. and the I guess found footage one, the which paranormal one? activity, paranormal activity. Oh, yeah. yep, yep. I mean, they didn't even bother to take the blanket; they just pulled her out of bed, dropped her I on know. the floor. <laughs> it's also not not cool. Yeah, I'm not all right with that becoming a thing. The ghosts and the people have come to an understanding that they can haunt <laughs> yeah. us. This is, but when we're in bed, a, you don't touch us. This is a pact we made, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay? <laughs> the, the great treaty. <laughs> the great blanket treaty. <laughs> It'd be neat if there was, like, a folklore, like, really old community that, like, would sew something into their blanket that would, like, make it a protective field. <laughs> <laughs> like sewing like either like patterns or like herbs or something in in between the fa- the fabric if we ever do like, like spells if we ever do like sirens of scream merchandise or some shit we should do like <laughs> the Protective great blanket cloaks. yeah yep. <laughs> the, the great blanket theory pins and shit mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i love that you could do like some kind of electric like electrically charged blanket oh, yeah. so then it would light the oh, ghost no, up but that- <laughs> I, th- I feel like that might power up the ghost by so you don't want to give them extra energy power boost yeah. the ghost would light up and it look like boo from mario be like power, mm-hmm. power boost <laughs> and just get bigger and fatter Oof, no. <laughs> oh man jackie yo i can't wait to hear what you think of the dark tourist I think he, the uh, host is absolutely adorable, and I want to hang out with him. <laughs> and everywhere he goes just makes me realize that I really need to start working on my bucket list more. Yeah, do more traveling. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm absolutely enamored with this show. It's it's positively wonderful. I've finished all eight episodes now, and I'm really upset that I have nothing to watch. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite place that he's gone to? Um, I don't know. I think there's definitely two episodes that were, like, more uncomfortable than the others. I don't know if you've gotten to them yet. The one was when they went to an old nuclear site. In Japan? No, not the one in Japan. There's a different one. I want to say it's in Russia. But they basically, they ended up walking through an orphanage. 
he had this guy who was like a tour guide and somebody had suggested, you know, oh, you guys are like you're seeing one side of the it was this town that had had, you know, reactions for a very long time. And the tour guide they had originally was kind of like glossing over it. And he was going, oh, no, everybody's fine in this area. Like there's nothing. Nobody's had any adverse reactions to anything. Weird. And the two of them were sure. like, that doesn't sound right. And then somebody else <laughs> sort of said, oh, you know what? If you want to really see what happened, like you should go visit this orphanage. It's full of kids who have been abandoned after. Aww. And it was horrible. Yeah, the guy, oh, like he no. was in tears. Like <laughs> both of the guys that walked through the orphanage were in tears. And I was like, whoa, this show just got really heavy. Oh, dang. Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect it to quite go there. Mm-hmm. And that one was really hard. Then there was one where they do they go to like a voodoo thing in Africa. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that one either yet, but no, I haven't seen that one yet. He meets this voodoo priestess, and she basically brings him into the fold and makes him one of her, I don't know, people, one of her mm-hmm. her priests or whatever. One of her zombies? Yeah, well, not as zombies, but one of her one of, <laughs> one of her soldiers. You know, one of her guys. I don't know. I can't remember what she called it, but and then she takes him and she tells him like, oh, you know, my spirit is a good spirit, and then she takes him to a different part of town. It's like we're gonna go meet another town. That has a different spirit and he's a vengeful, Uh violent spirit. And it gets really, it gets really intense and uncomfortable. And like he says repeatedly through that section that like he felt unsafe and the woman that he was with didn't seem to, didn't seem to be in control of what was happening that's scary yeah that's really there's scary. like people like there's people like cutting each other and like they started grabbing oh, him shit they were like oh, holding no. on to him and grabbing him and like pulling him into the into the ceremony and yeah it got really it was like oh, i don't know i don't know if this is really as intense as it looks but like he looked really worried and concerned and so did the lady who brought him there <laughs> when the other voodoo priestess is worried yeah right. there's a problem <laughs> but yeah. I, that's why the show is so interesting because like it's so silly and goofy sometimes and then all of a sudden it just falls down a rabbit hole and you're like oh shit this uh-huh. is seriously getting like scary and intense <laughs> wow like he seems to really be in danger but yeah the one in japan was like that too yeah, with the uh, radiation levels. Yeah, everybody on the bus is like, "Can we go? Can we?" I don't think. Yeah. I don't think this is okay. We should probably go. <laughs> yeah, like at first it seemed like that one. There was one young girl that was kind of cozying up to the host a little bit weirdly, uh-huh. and she was kind of seemed like she was over acting the radiation levels and kind of being a little bit of a show for the cameras but then it legit got to like seven rads and was like why are you guys still there yeah. seriously what the shit they were about to like mutiny yeah <laughs> that, that tour they're guide like, they're like we're not comfortable we gotta go let's get out of here and he's so silly he's like anybody who wants to leave raise their hands and everybody's like yeah let's go let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> but the the host is like he's such a big sissy i love it yeah <laughs> it's like i'm gonna go do this scary stuff and he's like oh this is scary this is too scary <laughs> this wasn't a good idea <laughs> and the the animal stuff is you can tell is i think it's genuinely hard for him like he's he's a big animal lover and <laughs> Mm-hmm. Every time he goes somewhere where they're like they want to sacrifice an animal or an animal's involved, he's like, "Do we really have to do that?" 
No. We're not really going to do it. There was like one of the voodoo things there where they had all these pigs around and they were going to sacrifice them. And he kind of like sneaks around the corner and finds one on its own off the side. He's like, can we just let that one go? Like nobody, oh, we just let one of them Nobody's go. Watching. It'll be okay, right? And the guy was like, no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> I think he, he actually, he bought an animal. I think he bought a chameleon. Like in some market Ooh, at some point, neat. he buys one and like walks around with it for half the show, like on his shoulder. <laughs> like this is my little friend now. That's cute. Sorry, I just took over your review talking about how much I loved it. <laughs> no, I love it. It's <laughs> yeah, it's super fun, and I keep like trying to tell people about it, and it's hard to kind of explain. It's absolutely adorable. Like I, it's it's weird to use that word with it, but his strange kind of energy with that sort of format just really works well, and I love it. It's great. Oh, he's a kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something just I I'm just gonna assume at this point that all kiwis are adorable. Mm-hmm. As in New Zealanders, yeah, what's up not with fruit. This, uh, what's up with this Simon Pegg Nick Frost movie? Yeah, they're doing a horror movie. It's called Slaughterhouse Rules. I had heard that they were making it a while ago, and I kind of forgot about it. And then there was a trailer released earlier this week, or maybe last week. Why does this sound so familiar? And it's coming out in October. It's coming out so soon. Oh, dang. Yeah, Simon Pegg is a teacher at this like boarding school kind of place. Mm-hmm. And it seems very kind of campy slapstick horror where there's this weird hole in the ground and like the the air the woods around the school are all haunted and creepy and evil hmm. and these kids have to like fight monsters just from the um promotional art here it looks like a horror version of harry potter a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it says harry potter gun horror <laughs> nice. one of the actresses names is hermione Nice. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's one I'm looking forward to in October. And then there's another movie coming out that I'm looking forward to called Mandy. And it has Nicolas Cage in it, which sounds kind of crazy. I think that's out now. Because really I just good. saw it, it on my local now? theater board. Oh, shit. I knew it was coming out soon. but I've seen the trailer for this and it looks incredible. Yeah, it looks really like artsy. I think I sent it to you guys on our G chat. Uh-huh. Like kind of has yeah. some like pinhead vibes that'll be interesting. Yeah, it's like unapologetically retro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and very like focused on the lighting and the colors and I bet the sound and music and stuff will be interesting too. And I I just watched the movie Face Off for the first time this week. <laughs> really? Oh, so I'm excited to see another Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> You're going to fall down a Nicolas Cage rabbit hole now? Yeah, and it'll just be the episode of Community where Abed watches all of them. And then, like, loses his mind. So, what you're saying is, in our next episode, you're going to become Abed doing the Mm -hmm. whole Nicolas Cage Mm -hmm. impression thing. I will be here for that, for sure. Now it's your time to die. Now it's your time to die. Nine, nine stars in the bundle of skin. Nine, nine sins before they drew you in. The dark and alleyway 
starting to get ready for the new American Horror Story season. It's Apocalypse, right? Apocalypse, yeah, and it's supposed to be the story from the first season, the murder house and the coven season intertwined and like those stories converging. That's interesting. So we started watching Murder House today, rewatching it. And it's it's been a while since I watched it and it's so good. It holds up? Yeah, I think so. All of the characters are insufferable. <laughs> um <laughs> but like I know that all of this horrible stuff's gonna happen, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we bailed on American Horror Story Oh, I don't even... I think Hotel might have been the last one we watched. Mm-hmm. I just... Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just... It started to feel very, like... Formulaic? Yeah, formulaic and, like, self-indulgent, you know? Just, like, yep. doing a lot of kind of boring shock value stuff that made no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have that problem. I feel like every season, except for the first one, like, they set up a really cool story, yeah. and then it seems like they didn't know what the ending was going to be when they started exactly. writing it. Yeah, and like then it, it falls just goes apart off the rails. Yeah. Exactly yeah. halfway through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's always like a couple of good things about each one. So there's always like reasons to kind of hang on to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like Freak Show started out as a great concept and there were people in there that I really enjoyed. But mm-hmm. then there was, then there were people, then there were characters that like are just so terrible that it kind of brings you out of it every time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then it's like, it seems like about at that halfway point, they introduce like a secondary theme. Yeah. Like, like the clown or in Asylum when it was starting to be about the aliens and stuff. Where it's like, if you guys could just stayed focused and seen this idea through yeah. to the end, yeah. it would have been good. <laughs> yeah, you, you might <laughs> but now you're just throwing there. too much stuff on it and not like giving anything the kind of thought that it deserves. Yeah. Or like Coven when... You know, they started to have some cool zombie stuff going on, and then they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, hey, Stevie Nicks is here, and she's a witch." Yeah, like, like, what the let's fuck? Let's turn it into a Stevie Nicks music video. Right? Let's just do that. Like, <laughs> like, what? Are you kidding me? You just introduced <laughs> Stevie are, Nicks yeah. in the middle of this, like, uh, yeah, we know she wears flowy dresses and she looks like a witch, but like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh. It just fell apart mm-hmm. for me. And there's, yeah. you know, and it's like, what's the woman's name? The older actress that used to be on Jessica it. Jessica Lang. Yeah. Once she, once she mm-hmm. bailed on it too, I kind of like, I think she brought a lot of power to that show. Yeah. Coincidentally, I just saw an ad that said Jessica Lang's coming back for Apocalypse. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I also like, saw that they invited Stevie Nicks back. Oh. So. <laughs> Did they? Yeah. Did they really? This I, is a real thing. I saw, an, I saw an article saying that they were invited Ugh. Stevie Nicks back for a role. Okay, so hard pass on that <sighs> season for me. <laughs> I think it'll be. It'll. I think that with this last one, the cult one, they had it had been too many times of a fresh idea that now it'll. I think it'll be interesting to see how they can tie things together. Hmm. Yeah. But if it's a weird, if it's like not a great balance the original house and the coven and talking about the like bond of the devil that came out of the very first episode or the very first season. Yeah. It could be very indulgent or it could be clever. Yeah. We'll see. Here, will you be the test subject, please? Yeah. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to, I'm willing to take do that. that one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> I love Evan Peters and I've, I think yeah. I've liked pretty much every role he's done in the show. Evan Peters, Peters and Jessica Lang are like the major draws for me. Yeah, there. I also like uh, what's her name, the uh, 
black woman. The one in Coven who was that, like, the voodoo queen. Yeah, I can't think of her name. But yeah, yeah, she's a really good actress. Angelica Houston, was it? No. Angelica Houston's not black. Oh, shit. It starts with an A. Yes. (laughs) Angela Bassett. Yes, Yes, Angela Bassett. Oh, there you go. Angelica Houston's that lady with the straight black bob that's in all the um, movies with Bill Murray. (laughs) Was she in The Witches? I picture her as the lead witch from The Witches. Maybe. She's in a lot of stuff. She's also very cool, but she's not in in American Horror Story. (laughs) (laughs) I always remember her from... um, Man, I words are giving me a real problem tonight. I told you to drink some caffeine. I know, That's why I didn't. I'm just sitting here <laughs> drinking. I'm just sitting here drinking seltzer. Angelica Houston is Morticia. That's why. She, yeah. She's oh, on the there we go. Yep. Yeah, Morticia. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Damn it! It's my favorite movie by this director, and now it's not in my brain. I can't think of it. It's making me upset. I don't even know what you're the talking life about. The Life Aquatic. Right now. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. Yes. I always think of her in that. So, yeah, Sierra, you can test that out for us. Yeah, I'm happy to report back. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a regular so- uh, segment. I have uh, a couple comic books I can tell you guys about. Let's hear yes, it. please. I am sure that none of you have listened to me yet and started reading Coyotes, but you should. How dare you? <laughs> we definitely have. <laughs> Run talking comics, we just had the writer and artist Sean Lewis and Caitlin Yarsky back on the show and say um, that again what was that Yarsky Yarsky <laughs> that's how we say it on the show Yarsky Yar. <laughs> they just took a little break and they just came back with issue number five and man this book just keeps getting better and better it's so good what is this about coyotes what is well it? it's technically more of a werewolf story so mm, the con very misleading. Yeah, it's this very kind. Of, well, it's this kind of like mystical story of this town where girls keep disappearing, and they, the the concept is that there's this ancient kind of godlike wolf, and this crazy guy kidnaps the wolf and starts using chunks of his pelt to turn men into like murderous coyotes. Sure. And the coyotes are out there hunting women and killing them. And it, when you read it, you can see there is a there's a very metaphorical storyline going on here that represents other things that are happening. And then there's a group of women that develops who decide to fight back and hunt the coyotes, and they're called the Veronicas. And, nice. Yeah, and they're these like amazing badass women who sort of like they've all lost people to the coyotes and they decide to figure out what the fuck is going on and at the center of it is this this young girl named red who the 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 whole book starts off with one of the best like opening scenes i've seen in a comic book um which is a a murder scene a detective is called to a, a a murder scene and he opens the door and finds this kind of like um what do they call those in southwest the, like adobe style house mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah just yeah. like big one room home and he walks in and everybody in there is torn to pieces except for oh, one Jesus. young girl she looks to be around she's 13 red is her name and she is standing in this room with all these people that are just torn into it. bits and the and the detective has to sort of try to figure out what's going on but anyway the artwork is mind-blowing I've shared it a few times. You guys might have seen it. 
One of my favorite Mm -hmm. covers is a great cover of Red holding one of the coyotes' heads up that she's chopped off. And she's got his eyeball that she's pulled out of his head and she's like holding his eye up in front of her eye. Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) It's fabulous. It's a great, like, it's fantasy, you know, it's, it's a fantasy supernatural mythology kind of supernatural thing going on. Um, there's these old old ladies, the grandmas called the abuelas, and they're these like ancient grandmas that are put in place to keep track of the wolves and make sure that everything stays balanced. You had me until the eyeball part. Yeah. <laughs> it's one cover. <laughs> <laughs> she seems kind of tank girlish in that I'm looking at that cover. Oh yeah. I won't put it in our chat for Jackie. <laughs> Thank <but>. you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't think it's... I don't know, Jackie. It might not bother you. I don't know. It's a it's a wolf's eyeball. She's just holding in her hand. It still bothers me okay. that you used that one eyeball cover of Harrow County for, oh for a Colin Bunn episode. It's still... Like, <laughs> I still think about it. Yeah, I get... I tend to think that some of... Like, I guess I tend to like covers that are weird eyeball things, because there's also that one from Colder with the guy who, like, shoves his fingers up fingers? to the eyeball. Yeah. Oh, ah. God. No, I know. Oh. Oh, anyway, you guys, Coyotes is incredible. It's on Image Comics. You can get it on Comicsology, and you should definitely be reading it because it is just—it's a story of a bunch of badass women who sort of decide to take back control of this threat that is taking them apart. Nice. And with issue five, where they—they're taking it out, like they're—they're they're taking these people like on the road. So we're now getting to meet like other groups of people in different areas. <gasps> That's cool. Mhm. It's incredible. I have another one that's a little bit more light that I wanted to share with you guys. I talked about on the show on the other show, but I know you guys are really going to enjoy it. It's called Backways, and this is a it's like magic fantasy creatures, like hidden doors and passageways. It's really, really cool. I'll just read you the intro for it. There's a hidden nation, a nation of magic and madness, one that exists in all forgotten spaces. Your basement, your attic, the haunted house down the street. Any one of those might be a part of the backways. Anna Merrick lost someone in the backways and she'll stop at nothing to get them back, even if it means unleashing something unimaginable. So it's, and there's a volume one, so you can read a nice big trade paperback of it, which is what I did. Anyway, it's this this girl, Anna, um, and her girlfriend uh, disappears suddenly one day and she starts kind of like following her footsteps and figures out that there are these hidden doors into some magical place that exists kind of behind everything and starts immediately starts meeting these really crazy, weird characters. Uh, One of the best is this woman named Coyote Bones. She's got these like amazing. She's got like her face is like painted white. She's very like sugar skull looking. But she has these uh-huh. weird kind of like long tentacle things hanging off of her head, and Ooh. I've not seen her like out of the makeup, so I don't know what she like what she really is underneath. But she's this very like, and she is not apparently the backways is this place where people who are magic and magical creatures kind of hide from everybody. It's hmm. it's where the lost and the forgotten sort of end up. And Coyote Bones tells Anna that like she doesn't have magic, but you can buy like trinkets and stuff that are that have powers in them by all these different magical people. And so she can kind of like make her way through that place that she's not supposed to be by using these magical trinkets and kind of pretending to be magical. Coyote Bones is super like a uh, trickster, you know, like 
sarcastic and sassy and like <laughs> she's very like she doesn't she doesn't want to deal with any shit but she's also very mysterious like she's not oh, she's never telling you like the complete truth so she's really interesting the book does a great job of introducing a lot of cool characters that you want to know more about very quickly so it's like every couple pages there's somebody else and it's like oh wow i didn't need to know who that is <laughs> nice. but it's cool it's kind of you know craft like i guess is what i would say it's called Backways. A lot of witchy, weird girls. And yeah, it's called Backways. Nice. And you can read that on Comixology too, but that's from Aftershock. But it's really cool. I read the first volume of it and I didn't think I didn't think it was going to be as interesting as it was. And there's a big monster called the Morning Wolf. And it's spelled morning like M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, mm-hmm. the Morning Wolf. And he is scary. Everybody's terrified mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. And when he shows up, it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah it's just the book is just packed with really strange weird fantastical creatures that sounds awesome yeah and you guys would love it because it's got this whole like witch magic undertone to it i am so into witchy vibes these days yeah mm-hmm. way into it so that's what i have to share i was gonna talk about castle rock too but i didn't realize that sarah was also watching it so it became one of our open discussion items <laughs> one other thing that i wanted to mention there is a new horror game that is out now in early access it's called hunt showdown mm-hmm. and it looks really rad it looks like a horror version of player unknown battlegrounds which i don't know if either of you have played that but it can be played arena style or it can be played versus but it's very much uh, high stakes high rewards go in shoot a bunch of crap get torn <laughs> all to hell by a bunch of scary monsters hmm. kinds of things you know find good weapons lose a bunch of weapons by being eaten alive <laughs> if you look it up on steam take a look at the trailer the graphics look incredible and the monsters look scary as hell i want to know what these monsters look like yeah it um it seems like a lot of the arenas are going to be sort of desolate run down uh swampy areas like mm-hmm. when you're walking on kind of planks in this like really gross rundown kind of swamp with that just has like a, a really tattered plank bridge going across old stale swamp water kind of thing and something can just jump up and eat you at any moment. No, so it's just gears yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and a gun trying to protect yourself there, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's gonna be really atmospheric but also very violent and I'm very mm-hmm. excited for it. <laughs> I just shared it with my Discord group in the hopes that somebody there will offer to play it. Because <laughs> you know I will not play this. <laughs> but it does look really cool. I'll let you know when I get it. I'll probably actually get it like in a week or so. So it's early access right now? Yeah, so it does have a few bugs, but from what I've been hearing around a couple of my Discord groups, they've worked out the major kinks of it. So they probably still need to go through a couple more rounds before it's like really good and playable but it's still you won't be super frustrated yeah like yeah (laughs) it's still gonna be a while before it's actually fully released but it's okay for the moment the pictures i'm seeing look very almost like the last resident evil like Mm -hmm. this kind of like swampy yeah definitely there's a weird like pig face guy yeah I'll watch the trailer for this after we're not talking on our podcast anymore. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have two trailers open now that I need to watch. <laughs> oh, there's a spider. Oh. Yes. It's nasty looking. Of course that there doesn't is. excite me. It looks like it has human skin. But I hope I can set spider. it on fire. Mm-hmm. It's probably wearing the skin of the people it killed. Yeah, that sounds about right. Ugh. Like all spiders everywhere. <laughs> oh, what is the thing out the thing out in the swamp? There's like a lady with like her bones coming out of her. That's exactly what it is. Oh. There's just a whole lot of stuff in this swamp. Like hellhounds happening there. Yeah. yeah. You're all gonna die is what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be Pretty playing much. this for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, you know, we, I think we've all been insanely busy lately, so mm-hmm. we've managed to squeeze a few things in here, but... Hell, we just managed to talk for an hour about the random shit that we thought was cool over the past few weeks. <laughs> it's pretty admirable. <laughs> yeah. What is this uh, nine best horror movies of the past decade? Yeah. It's a pretty uh, good I list. Guess, I guess there was a thread on Reddit that was going around. I'm not a Redditor, but the people were ranking the best horror movies of the last decade. And they came up with a, a list of nine. I figured we could run through it and see if we agree or disagree. I still haven't seen Hereditary. Neither have I. Oh, need to get to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Breaking my heart. All right. Yeah, I really um, want to see it. It just hasn't haven't had the time to. It's good. Uh, number one on their list is Cabin Cabin in the Woods, uh, which is pretty hard to disagree with. Yeah, I don't love it. I'm just going to say that. Oh, yeah. It's, it, se- it seems very, like, when we look back on the decade, it, it's going to be really, like, influential as far as being self-referential and, like, making fun of the archetypes and all that kind of jazz. I liked it the minute they went underground. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there were yeah. actually monsters showing up, but everything before that, I was pretty bored. I love seeing all the monsters and, like, all the little Easter eggs. But I'm also, like, super not nostalgic person, so, you know, mm-hmm. I don't tend to enjoy things that are based on, like, remember when this happened? Or remember this was how we used to make movies? And I feel mm. like this movie was very much like that, you know, it was very trying very hard to be a, a happy memory of 80s well, horror. It was mm-hmm. definitely a tongue-in-cheek kind of analysis on how horror was very formulaic in previous decades Mm -hmm. so if that's not your bag then you definitely would not appreciate the first (laughs) like good half of the movie like yeah so that that's that definitely makes sense why you wouldn't like that Mm -hmm. i i liked it but I, i i dig that kind of stuff so i can't put my fingers on why either but i have a lot of problems with dialogue in joss whedon films Mm -hmm. I I like I'm starting to figure it out as I see more and more of his stuff that like one of my problems always ends up having something to do with dialogue. I just never feel like the dialogue is interesting or intriguing. And I don't like I don't know. There's something about the way that he writes that he writes dialogue that I just don't like. (laughs) Hmm. I don't know. If you figure out what it is, I, I like would be dying to know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember <laughs> at the end of this movie thinking like I just didn't like listening to any of the dialogue in this movie. It's something that bothered me about the way people spoke and the rhythm of it wasn't right for me. And 
It was kind of like when people stopped talking and monsters showed up, I was fine with it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There is something that has always slightly irked me about Joss Whedon's writing as well, and I I can't put my finger on it, so I'm I'm with you there. So if you you figure it out, please let me know. (laughs) Yeah, it would require watching a bunch more of his stuff over again and figure it out, and I don't know if I'm willing to do that. Which, like, nobody got time for that. That's fair. So, Sierra, as the only one of us that has seen Hereditary, how do you feel about it being second? Are these ranked in order? or are they? I don't know yeah. if they're necessarily in order, but I, I think it's definitely worth being on the list. But then looking down at the other things that are on this list, I think that it's missing some things, but I don't think Hereditary would be the slot that it would fill. I'm not sure I understand what that means. <laughs> I think it's okay to be on this list. Yeah. It's not like the top, like, quintessential movie of the last decade Mm. but number three is the conjuring which i agree with i fucking love the conjuring i yeah i love that it's on that this is on this list Mm -hmm. i like that the first one is on the list because the first one i definitely think is far superior to the other oh Mm -hmm. hard agree yes (laughs) yeah and way better than all the (laughs) spinoffs yeah 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 number four is green room which i never saw green room it's interesting. Melissa, have you seen it? I have. I'm a big fan of this movie. It may partially be because it's the last film of um, great young... Yeah, Anton... Chekhov. Um, yeah, Anton... Yelchin. Yeah. Yelchin. Yelchin, yeah, and Patrick Stewart is in it. I thought it was an incredible film. It's 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 super uncomfortable and hard to watch. Yeah. But I think it's a really great and unique film. Not it's mm. not, not like anything I've seen before. Yeah, it's really interesting to see Patrick Stewart as a neo-Nazi. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) There were a lot of details that went into this movie that really made the uncomfortableness of it more tense, I I would Hmm. say. It felt felt very genuine and real. Yeah. There was something about it that felt like you just walked into the wrong party, for real. Yeah. I agree. Like that it feels like anxiety. <laughs> it feels like they had inside information on this, yeah. pretty much. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know if it belongs on this list, though. Yeah, as a horror movie, it seems like a violence movie. Yeah. I mean, it is. You know, it's a. I think it's as much of a horror movie as like a home invasion or something like that. It's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a. It's a, a what? Um, fucking man! I just give up tonight. It's a, um, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a like super high suspense. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of high tension like, sort of don't movie. Breathe. Yeah, it's I not monsters it or anything. It come out at but... the same time as like don't breathe. Yeah, and it it seemed like it had the same right, like emotion and vibe to it. I don't know what you call that genre or that niche of of horror, but I think it does work for horror. I feel like there would be more genre defining movies that could be on this list and if that were the case this is one of the movies i would kick off of this list mm-hmm. to put others on like yeah i would honestly put 10 cloverfield lane on this list over green room this list is missing babadook yeah babadook is mm-hmm. a great example number five on it is the witch though yeah i love that movie yeah that this movie is as much art as it is yeah horror film it it definitely set a higher standard with like modern atmospheric supernatural films. 
I love that the Redditor comment here is slow burn savage film. I was stupid and went camping after watching it. <laughs> yeah, that is stupid. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it's, the next one is The Wailing, which I haven't seen, but have you guys either seen or watched the trailer for this? I watched the trailer for it earlier and it looks amazing. Really? It's a South Korean film. And it has 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez Louise. I'm going to read the quote from a Redditor. It says, It's a rare mystery horror movie with tons of underlying themes and explanations and theories and symbolism that are explained throughout the internet. Mm-hmm. Dang. It does seem to be like the kind of layered story that you might have to watch a couple of times to really see all of the details. Yeah, that one is definitely one that I should check out. I don't know if I've heard about it. I feel like I've seen the name of it kind of tossed around, but I haven't seen it pop up on any of the streaming sites, and there's so much stuff to watch that I haven't sought it out. Yeah, there's too much to watch. I know. <laughs> and it sucks that cool stuff will slip through the cracks, but... Yeah. Number seven is Let the Right One In. Which is still one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very glad that it's this one and not Let Me In. Which is oh, yeah, a, that would be messed up. Which is such a sad remake. <laughs> I haven't watched this one in a really long time. I, I was actually... rewatch. Yeah, I was actually just looking at this the other day thinking, hmm, I'm going to rewatch that soon. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting list because I think there's quite a few... There's there's a few movie, movies on here that are hotly contested. That like mm-hmm. a lot of people love, but plenty of people also just don't like at all. Yeah. And there's a few that I can think of that seem like obvious standouts that are not on this list. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It seems weird. What would you put on this list? Well, the Babadook is missing. It follows, I think, should be on this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was yeah. super unique and Get Out. Oh yeah, I'm surprised Get Out isn't on I know. this list. It right. seems like the easiest. Get out and you know, that Korean film makes me think of Train to Busan, which I think should be on this list. Mm-hmm. That's one that, like, I didn't listen to anybody who <laughs> told me it was really great, and then I watched it and was kind of blown away. <laughs> when was this actually made? Definitely this year. Oh, June 26th. Okay. So, Get Out was, was yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, it was when Hereditary came out. So, you know, just saying, there's like several of those I would put on here before Cabin in the Woods. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen Hereditary yet, but I have heard like most people that have seen it, I've heard like, oh, yeah, it's it's really cool. But it's not like the best one that's been out. So it surprises me to see that at the top of the list. Yeah. But, you know. Each their own. I think it's interesting that whatever list would come out of Reddit is probably so different than whatever list would come off of Twitter or Instagram or, you know. Any like every social media site has its own kind of personality. Yeah, yeah, horror is such a huge, huge genre that it's such. I mean, it's it's very susceptible to whomever the taste of whomever is actually making the list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to see the Tumblr horror list. <laughs> it's gonna be all the ghosts <laughs> and like weird, like erotic horror stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the honorable mentions, we have the guest. Which I thought was a pretty good film, but... I haven't seen that. It's not at the top of my favorite horror movie list. It's definitely... It's very, like, home invasion tension Uh horror, you know? Like, literally home invasion tension horror. (laughs) (laughs) And I have no idea what We Are Still Here is. 
That's the I think other that honorable this mention. This one is on Netflix. Huh. I think I've seen it in the in the lineup. And I want to say that there was a night where my friends and I were going to watch a movie and we put on it was between this one and I am the pretty thing that lives in this house. Mhm. And we put on the pretty thing one and it was so slow and we couldn't finish it. No. It was just like it wanted to be a ghost movie, and it just never got there. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Yeah. We have that one in our Plex, and I keep looking at the thumbnail when it pops up and thinking I want to see it, but Ryan watched it without me, and he was like, yeah, it was okay. That was yeah. all he said about it. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe watch We Are Still Here instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, interesting like list. like a haunted house movie, though. But, you know, we're the people who make a new list of 30 movies every year, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's obviously hard for us to whittle it down to nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised we're not at the point where we're debating our list heavily yet. That maybe it's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I have a really hard time picking a favorite thing. I feel I like it changes all the time. Prefer not to. When it comes yeah, to favorites, it I just pick all more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can just like all the things. Yeah, I don't. I love making lists, but I don't like. I don't like having to rank them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always have to make a list with a caveat of like this could change tomorrow. Yes, yeah, absolutely. This is a current I, right now list. I for sure forgot something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely things I am not thinking of or just haven't seen yet. We just did on talking comics last week. Sometimes we offer a question to the group. One of us will come up with a question that everybody has to answer. And mm-hmm. Bob asked us all what our five favorite songs are. Oh, jeez Louise. Like, oh, man. Dude. That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I basically just broke the rules. I, I think I named, like, an album <laughs> for my my first one. And then I named, like, yeah. two songs from one person for another because I couldn't pick favorites. Mm-hmm. But it's just impossible. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of Bob, I'm super excited that we're going to have him on again soon. Yeah, I guess talk we should Lovecraft. talk about a couple of our big episodes coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah, we have. We actually have a plan for our next three episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us about the next one, Jackie. Okay, so the next one is going to be our old friend June, who is our favorite historian. June's coming on to tell us uh, something cool that none of us know anything about. So it's, it's it revolves around a book and a movie that are... The book's already out. The movie's coming out soon. Either mm-hmm. way, we're going to be all ears, and that's going to be fun. And we have our friend Bob Ryer coming on from Talking Comics again, who is going to do a HP Lovecraft episode with us, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy that we haven't done one yet. Two, yeah. two years into the show. Yeah. That's it's one a, where I feel like I know little bits and pieces. Yeah. That's exactly where I'm at, But I don't too. know the, the breadth of everything. I hope Bob is going to give us, like, a really good history lesson there. And I, I feel I'm like sure. he is exactly the person to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel the same thing. Like, I know little bits and pieces of, like, things that have been influenced by it, but I haven't read mm-hmm. a lot of Lovecraft, so... You know, it's kind of hard to, it's hard to, like, base knowledge on just knowing, not knowing the source material, but only knowing references that it's pulled from. After that will be a 31 Days of Horror. <gasps> oh my god, I'm so not ready for that. I know, it's sneaking up on us. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Is it really? And then it's October. Ooh. Oh, good lord. 
Um, my list is going to be what you guys said. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot of cool stuff coming up. We do. That's right. I'm excited. We we're I think we're very lucky right now that we have so many awesome friends to invite on to talk to us about things because life has been a hell of a ride this year, hasn't it? <laughs> it really has. And yeah, you're right. We're we're surrounded by some really fucking cool people talking to us about really cool things. <laughs> right? That's nice. <laughs> and I think we still have a decent amount of people, like, kind of on our we should call this person list that we haven't tapped into yet. Science of Scream is a member of the MegaNerd Media family. Visit MegaNerdMedia.com for geek-related columns, reviews, interviews, and videos. And if you're enjoying our happy little horror show, we ask that you please leave a rating on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a comment on there if you're so inclined, because this helps other people discover it and we just like hearing nice things about us and we love you um, <laughs> and we also love to have guests on like we were just talking about and be guests on other people's podcasts so if there are any crossovers that you think would be awesome we super want to hear about it you can talk to us on twitter at sirens of scream or send us an email at sos at megadirdmedia.com and then we're also on Facebook and Tumblr and Instagram, all at Sirens of Scream. And then if you heard us mention something on here, like the Coyotes comic book that I am super excited to find, you can find all of our show notes and recommendations and all of our past episodes on sirensofscream.com. I'm at Sierra Houck on Instagram and Twitter and all those good things. Jackie, where can people find you? I am Jackie the Robot on Twitter and Instagram. And what about you, Melissa? You can find me at Lissa Punch on Twitter and Instagram and on Talking Comics. Yeah, it's it feels funny asking you guys this because I'm like, I know what your handles are. <laughs> <laughs> I follow you already. <laughs> awesome. So we will be back next time with June and I'm super excited. Yay. Yay.